Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the start of another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Again, that's NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, folks, this is uh, Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, September 20th, 2021. Hope that you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, this is episode 38 of season three. And uh, today we are talking about the emergence of athletes as Hollywood producers. This is an area that's been growing uh, quite substantially for some time now. And I think as we sort of look at the history of athletes, we can kind of look back and see where some of these changes took place in terms of when athletes began to get into the entertainment space. Uh, I think in many ways, they've always been in entertainment, right? Because, I mean, they're providing a form of entertainment when um, you're, you know, in a form of art form, right? When you're, when you're seeing uh, professional athletes perform at an elite level uh, and they're entertaining us by the nature of what they're doing. But I think that uh, even more so when it comes to Hollywood, just in uh, there's a couple, I think, key things that have happened. And I think those two key things are um, essentially social media and uh, this idea of direct to consumer or streaming. I think those two things have really allowed for more people to have access to content, but also more people to have access to developing content and seeing it come uh, come to fruition. So again, we're talking about the emergence of athlete as Hollywood producer. So as we look back at this, again, I think the voice of athletes uh, really began to grow uh, exponentially with the introduction of social media. And I think this goes for every human being. I mean, at the end of the day, if you have a social media account, you have a personal broadcast channel to express yourself, uh, your passions, your stories, and your ideas. And of course, as a professional athlete, you have a story to tell, whether it be about prepping to be an athlete, prepping to be a world-class you know, class performer, uh, the experiences that you get as you're traveling the United States and traveling the world, uh, the people you run across, uh, the experiences you have when you're making, um, you know, making large dollars amounts uh, and, and using that money to invest and create different things. And of course, as you're making more money, you're looking for ways to invest it and you're looking for ways to not just keep it in a bank account, but looking to give back and provide different things. And I think 
what better way than to tell your story or to tell a story? And so I think uh, sports and entertainment are very intertwined in that way. Uh, sports have a story to tell uh, and entertainment has a platform to do it. So I think also when you're looking at this idea of social media, it really, again, created this personal broadcast channel, but it has also made the athlete an artist immediately uh, where they could really go from highlight reel, which you would normally see on ESPN or uh, Fox sports or what have you, um, or any sort of, you know, sports article, but then, or any sort of sports app, I guess, too. Uh, but now it's really sort of getting into this hall, you know, Hollywood film and television reel as a content producer. So I think that it's this idea of moving from highlight reel to Hollywood reel. And now if we kind of look back on the history of some of this, if you look at the Players' Tribune, this is an online publication that was founded by Derek Jeter in 2014. I think this platform really did a good job in terms of jumpstarting athlete-driven voices and athlete-driven content. Um, you know, what was it? I think there were several athletes who announced what teams they were going to sign with on the Players' Tribune. They've written uh, very personal articles about their experiences. It's a very powerful platform for athletes to use because it's directly from them. You know, no edits, so to speak. It's just, uh, there's no medium. It's like you go directly to Players' Tribune and you're going to hear from the athletes directly. So I think the Players' Tribune did a really good job in presenting this. So kudos to Derek Jeter for, for bringing that, which again highlights the point of Hollywood producer. Although it's not filmed content, uh, this is Jeter basically taking um, really something out of the tech playbook and out of the sort of uh, social media playbook playbook in terms of saying, you know, hey, we have this idea of a platform. Let's use it to produce content. Right. And let's go direct to consumer. So I think it really did a good job of jumpstarting uh, this sort of athlete voice uh, and sort of keeping that in mind with social media where it's like, Sometimes social media can kind of get lost where, you know, comments and shares and um, maybe the message gets lost because too many people are commenting and interpreting what it means. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, when you have an article, it's there, you read it. There's no comments on it for the most part, unless you can comment at the bottom. Some websites allow that. I don't think the Players Tribune does. But it's definitely something that I think is curated uh, and started really this idea of content, uh, athlete-driven content. And of course, Players Tribune was initially just writing, but now it's gotten into video and polls of athletes and what they think about certain things and getting their opinions. And then, of course, podcasts have also come out of this. Now, if, again, looking with an eye towards history, if we look at Michael Jordan, so he was sort of this first international athlete uh, that was just uh, recognizable from everybody. I mean, you, you everybody kn knows and knew who Michael Jordan uh, is and was, right? And so I think when looking at Michael Jordan as an example, he was really the first athlete to make millions of dollars in sponsorship advertising, which essentially is selling your name or attaching your name uh, to products for the purpose of endorsing them for a profit. And uh, it's also sort of noteworthy that, you know, he started in a Warner Brothers live action animated film Space Jam. He was really the first uh, athlete to do something to that effect. Um, and of course, Jordan turned those partnerships into ownership of an NBA basketball team, the uh, Charlotte Hornets. And of course, as a partner and one of the focus of the most iconic brands, uh, athletic brands in history, uh, and that would be sort of Nike's Jordan or Jumpman logo. So 
and of course it's sold, you know, billions of dollars worth of shoes and, and Jordan has made a fortune on that as has Nike. So, and so has a bunch of other people who've worked on those shoes and worked in that, uh, that industry. So I think, um, you know, of course, Jordan was most more recently the focus of an Emmy award-winning uh, television docu-series called the last dance. I think this streamed on Netflix and ESPN and it was really about the NBA Chicago Bulls six championships and more specifically the sixth and final trophy uh, for Air Jordan and his Bulls team. So, uh, and for good measure, Jordan also now owns, co-owns a NASCAR team with Joe Gibbs. And I think Denny Hamlin, uh, Denny Hamlin is the driver. So uh, he has clearly made some strides and he, uh, I, I think, really created this model of athlete as advertiser, as endorser. There was clearly athletes before this point, Babe Ruth and other athletes used to do bubble gum and beer commercials and what have you. But Jordan really made it a, 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 a billion dollar industry. And, um, you know, quite literally he did. And so I think it's sort of um, important to look back to him as kind of the start of uh, what we're talking about with this. Now, of course, I think Jordan's example uh, led to the next generation's emergence in entertainment, media, and sports. So what do I mean by this? Well, I think that, you know, ultimately um, the athletes today have somewhat um, surpassed Jordan when it comes to, and I'm not talking about dollar amounts with advertising, arguably Jordan is still one of the best, if not the best. Uh, but I, I think that, and especially if you account for inflation during playing days and that sort of thing, but athletes with social media and with production companies these days have clearly taken it to another level. You know, even Jordan didn't get into, um, you know, broadcast television and, um, you know, he's done interviews, of course, but he's not been a commentator. Uh, he did not start a production company. He didn't do any of those things Whether we have many examples of athletes doing that today. So again, I think it's an emergence of something going beyond what Jordan accomplished. And I think that this somewhat makes sense, right? Because at the end of the day, your mentee should always outperform the mentor uh, with proper training and guidance. And uh, to me, uh, it just makes sense that this sort of happened. A little luck, I think, you know, helps. But, um, but again, you know, Jordan did not pursue the avenues of broadcast work or, uh, you know, creating a film production company or even a television production company. It's just different. You know, it's like Tom Brady has... Um, his religion of sports uh, with Michael Strahan. Um, you know, you just so, so many examples, uh, LeBron James, um, Steph Curry, this sort of thing, right? And as we dig into some of those examples, I think uh, in addition to social media providing this direct platform to consumers, uh, I think the direct consumer approach of Hollywood and their streaming platforms has also led to this. So when you combine these two avenues and you say, all right, let's go to social media or let's go to YouTube uh, or let's go to, you know, a direct, you know, consumer platform. And of course, because these platforms are direct and consumer, direct to consumer and are uh, clearly always looking for content. I think that it creates a situation where even more content is needed. Right. And so I think these two avenues, again, of, uh, social media and the direct-to-consumer approach of Hollywood and sports networks to look at streaming platforms uh, has really combined 
to have a further introduction of athlete voices. And this has led to social media content. It's led to podcasting content uh, and just more opportunities in general. You know, it wasn't too long ago uh, that LeBron James joined the Lakers, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, and he launched his Spring Hill Entertainment Company in 2020. And this was sort of his first introduction to creating an entertainment company. Uh, it's really a content studio that develops and looks for other studios to uh, for major production needs and distribution. But this is ultimately, and even with help with marketing, but ultimately LeBron, is, LeBron has created a production studio and, um, and it, and it's been quite successful. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant launched a podcast called the boardroom. Uh, I am not sure if that's still going on, but he definitely did it and it was successful. It was very popular and maybe it's a season thing. Maybe he's got this first season that sort of happened and he's looking at next steps, but, and of course, when you look at YouTube, there was an article recently in the Hollywood reporter talking about YouTube now is on par with Netflix when it comes to revenue. Uh, the difference is YouTube doesn't have a paywall. Uh, you know, you can still have ad-based uh, content, which you, uh, Netflix does not. So again, another further avenue for direct-to-consumer platforms for everyone and for more opportunities. And of course, more recently, uh, Steph Curry launched uh, Unanimous Media. Um, it was actually launched in 2018, but he's uh, more recently just brokered a deal that was originally with Sony Entertainment. Now he's gone over to Comcast and that Sony deal might still be in play for certain content because I don't think he's exclusive. Um, You know, I haven't seen the contract, but um, I would assume that he's got some leeway there, but also depending on how much he was paid in this Comcast uh, NBC universal deal, which is reportedly in the um, sort of eight figure uh, uh, range, which would be about $10 million uh, or more. So uh, again, this was huge for Steph Curry, uh, unanimous media. Uh, it's a content production studio, and uh, he's already got uh, a ton of projects in the work uh, works. I think, for example, um, the media has reported this deal with NBC Universal is really the first of its kind. Even LeBron James didn't get that deal. LeBron James has, has brokered deals with individual studios and for individual content, but to get it essentially a first look deal in a $10 million range from a current sitting and playing. Um, and I say sitting as in he's in the league, um, uh, current playing, um, athlete, I, I think is, is, is really a big deal. And Steph Curry to get this deal with NBC universal is a big deal. And I think it highlights the point of, you know, sort of athlete as producer, right. Uh, you know, professional athlete as Hollywood producer, and I think NIL opportunities are only going to open up this more, even on the college and high school level. And whether it be sports docu-series or that sort of thing, those seem, those seem to be the most popular at this point um, in terms of views and that sort of thing. But uh, it's definitely a big deal. And of course, Curry is going to be working with NBC Universal across, you know, there are many different brands that they have under their roof. Uh, it's also of note that uh, Curry will join the NBC broadcast for the Ryder Cup. He's a, a golf um, star in his own right. Uh, Curry is and loves to play, uh, but he's going to be joining as an analyst and a host to interview guests uh, for that Ryder Cup, but also he's having another educational series where he's going to be doing a lot of that same work, uh, you know, hosting and interviewing guests. And of course, this doesn't count the film projects uh, that he's got going on. 
uh, and not to mention the $200 million basketball contract he just signed in 2021. Uh, I think it was $215 million, which was his second uh, $200 million contract, and he was the first player to do that. So uh, with all the endeavors he got going on, he's got a lot happening and uh, has been very successful. Uh, in the NBA as well, we have Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, and Dwayne Wade have all been involved with film projects of their own. Uh, Tim Tebow, um, former college uh, football star, uh, played a little bit for the Denver Broncos. I think he was signed by uh, the New York Jets and also by the New England Patriots at one point for a short period of time. Um, and of course, we have, uh, you know, Tebow is a national celebrity and motivational speaker. And he's currently, I think, still signed up with the New York Mets. So uh, not to mention he's a world-renowned athlete and human being in itself. Um, he's got a big heart towards faith and philanthropy. And I think, um, again, another guy who's really taken this idea of let me use my sports stardom and uh, go beyond that. Uh, we have Peyton and Eli Manning, who also have their own broadcast for Monday Night Football. Uh, this is a first really of its kind to have two brothers that are football players and to have them host their own show. Uh, this is something we've also seen Snoop Dogg being brought into different broadcasts um, to add some uh, color commentary and some comment and some uh, comedic material. Peyton Manning also had the very successful Peyton's Places, uh, which has appeared on ESPN Plus, where he goes around and uh, really interviews different people and, and has a lot of fun. Uh, there was one where he would, uh, had met up with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, there's another one where Peyton dressed up as Elvis Presley. Uh, just a lot of fun, but good educational content about football and that sort of thing. Um, and, and really, it's kind of keeping on the, the Disney brand topic. We talked about ESPN. Uh, ESPN's um, 30 for 30 series is, I still think, one of the main catalysts for highlighting the struggles and triumphs of athletes. Everybody remembers the one about uh, Bo Jackson and him losing a ton of money and I think it's opened up people's eyes to the fact they need to be better about finance, being financially responsible and managing their money. Uh, there's been television shows like Hard Knocks, where you, you know, basically the cameras follow around a team for a season or preseason or what have you. We've got Ballers television show with, uh, uh, with Dwayne Johnson. And of course, the iconic movie, Jerry Maguire. I think all of these things really gave insight into the world of sports uh, beyond the field, the statistics and championships and uh, really created for an opportunity to display the entertainment aspect of sports, to tell the story of sports. Remember when we started this podcast, it was all about this idea that social media giving athletes um, the platform to express themselves, share their ideas, passions, and stories. And I think there's no different than that uh, when we're talking about, you know, 30 for 30 or Jerry Maguire or Ballers or what have you. It's a way to tell a story. Entertainment's always been great at that. And I think we're going to continue to see that sort of moving forward. So again, athlete as producer is a big thing. Uh, it's, it's a big deal. And I think it's happening more consistently. Um, I think, again, even the growth of entertainment media and sports has been exponential. Uh, and the crossovers have been exponential. You know, when you're talking about, you know, streaming and broadcasting different sporting events and streaming and broadcasting a docu-series about sports and um, and really having athletes get into the entertainment production of things, even beyond sports. I think to this part, most of the stuff has been related to either education or sports, but I think we could even see uh, potentially beyond that. So 
I think going forward, uh, we're probably going to see additional areas of development for series and docuseries and films. I think basketball and football have been highly represented when it comes to uh, this idea of um, athletes as Hollywood producers. Baseball, hockey, soccer, uh, not so much. And, and I don't know why that is other than to say that um, there's just not been a very big push amongst the athletes to pursue that. I think Derek Jeter was one of the exceptions with creating the Players' Tribune. Um, but I think we're going to see some more development in that space. And I think other athletes, athletes are competitive by nature. They're going to see other athletes getting into Hollywood. And uh, why not? You know, you've got the money. If you've got the ideas and the wherewithal, you know, pursue it. But I also think we're going to see some other sports pursue uh, some of these entertainment production avenues, particularly looking at lacrosse and cricket. Uh, these are two areas that are growing uh, pretty uh, pretty quickly here in the United States. I think women's sports are receiving a lot more attention on television now. I think there are tremendous opportunities for growth in that area uh, in entertainment production. Uh, and this is particularly true in women's soccer, uh, which is arguably um, uh, the most watched women's sport uh, and and particularly around the national uh, the national team. And they've also had a ton of success. So, I think, uh, again, NBA players to this point have really dominated the entertainment and media sports landscape for Hollywood production. Most of the people we mentioned above were in that space. Um, and, uh, and you could throw the NFL in there too. I'd say the NFL and the NBA are pretty, um, pretty sort of, I want to say even in that part, because I still think the NBA has got more in terms of Hollywood producers as athletes or vice versa. Um, but I think, um, there's definitely some room for some, develop, some development. So, um, and again, I, I think this is sort of an interesting thing because Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter have never been commentators, right? Um, and many athletes are like that. Uh, now, there are even some athletes who maybe weren't didn't have as popular uh, careers um, as a professional athlete, but then maybe become even more popular as an analyst or just as popular. So I think that there's a model there, but not everybody does it, right? Not everybody becomes a, a announcer, you know, color analyst, what have you. Um, everybody is out there writing articles. I think other folks may be looking at, you know, doing production and getting into uh, producing films, television shows, uh, television shows and telling your story and being active in that space. Uh, but uh, one thing is definitely true, and that is uh, the era of... Um, of athlete as Hollywood producer is, is, is truly upon us. And I think is continuing to grow and provide opportunities uh, for these athletes for, for a monetary standpoint, an investment standpoint, an educational standpoint, but also uh, this idea of sharing stories and sharing ideas. So thank you again, folks, for listening in. This has been your host, Jeremy Evans of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. Thank you again for making this show the number one sports law podcast in the world always appreciate you listening in the show has been brought to you by uh, bet online and we will look forward to being back with you very soon thank you so much
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.